0: my <laughs> Hold on to your butts.
1: Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to the 60th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we've got a ton of great news for you. If you missed out on all the recent updates online, you're in for a treat with everything we have in a news segment this week. We also have a great chat with podcast regular, Jennifer Tarek, where we attempt to answer and discuss some of the unanswered questions throughout the Jurassic Park series. It was a really fun chat, so you won't want to miss it. We also have something we announced last Friday, Uh, we'll have a better chat about it coming up in the coming weeks. But stay tuned in this episode for a quick commercial on that announcement. Aaron Byer, who you heard a few episodes back, and I have a cool thing planned for you, so make sure to join in on the fun. But before we get too ahead of ourselves, why don't we get things started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research.
0: Access rate program. Access to security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, we have
1: been right all the time. But today,
0: I guarantee it.
1: First off, in the biggest news week in a while, was the very sudden announcement of Hasbro losing the license to the Jurassic Park property. After I discovered a financial tweet, I did a bit of research and found an article on the Wall Street Journal stating that the Jurassic World toy line was causing a significant drop in performance for boys' toys, along with the cliff note that Hasbro couldn't reach a deal with Universal to renew the toy line in 2017. Talk about burying the lead. Geez, you know, it really took me by surprise. But an even bigger surprise came the very next day when Mattel announced that it would be taking over the line once Hasbro's deal expires in 2017. So yes, Mattel was probably only the logical response to Hasbro falling through, but it still took the community by surprise. Let's hope the Mattel toy line significantly surpasses what we received from Hasbro over the past few years. You'll find a full article on our website, along with a great chat about the Hasbro announcement with Jay Jurassic. (laughs) So the Jurassic Outpost stumbled upon the working title for Jurassic World 2. If you don't know what a working title is, it's basically just a title for the production that they use to cover their tracks. If they went around using Jurassic World 2 as their working title, everybody would know what they're up to. So in this case, they are using the working title, Ancient Futures. Now before you start judging it or going too crazy, this most likely bears no consequence on the outcome of the plot. Like I said before, it's a title used for production purposes only, so don't expect this to be a subtitle. Hopefully we get an announcement on the actual title coming up sometime soon. You'll find a link to Jurassic Outpost's article in our show notes. Chronicle Collectibles headed out to San Diego Comic Con this past weekend to show off their work and debut a bunch of new items. You absolutely need to check out these things if you haven't seen the pics already. And if you don't know, Chronicle creates high quality statues, maquettes, and prop replicas that are near identical to their counterparts. On the show floor, they had a few Raptor Busts and a T Rex bust, their Stegosaurus Maquette, and the T Rex Breakout Statue. But they also had the newly revealed Barbasol Cryo Can, a Compi Maquette, Prop Replica Night Vision Goggles that Timmy on himself, an Owen in blue statue, an awesome taller Owen figure, and the best part, an insanely detailed Alan Grant figure. Now, the Grant figure comes with two heads. Like I said, you absolutely need to see these things, so head to the link in our show notes to check them out on sci-fi.com. <laughs> Back over on Jurassic Outpost, they revealed along with Real News Hawaii that Jurassic World 2 will be beginning production on February 27th 2017. And the best part is, it's beginning in Hawaii. Come on, did you actually think we wouldn't get a glimpse of the island again? Now, whether this is filming for Nublar or Sorna, we don't know, but I'm glad we get to spend a little bit more time on the islands. It really wouldn't be Jurassic without it. My hope is that they show a bit of the aftermath on Nublar and possibly even reintroduce Sorna. I have a much bigger story in mind for this film, but I'm going to keep that part to myself just in case we utilize it sometime soon. You'll find the link to Jurassic Outpost's article in our show notes. Recently, Frank Marshall, producer of Jurassic World, chatted with Steven Weintraub of Collider.com about the pre-production for the sequel to Jurassic World. Here's what he had to say. We're in pre-production. In fact, I just got back from London meeting with Juan Antonio and the production designer. We're designing. He's doing the storyboards. We're in full board pre-production to start shooting sometime early next spring. As a director, Bayona has his input, but Colin and Derek are writing the script. So there have been numerous meetings, and we have the new template for the movie. Of course, he's putting his own ideas and taking taking ownership of it. But it's pretty much the original story they came up with. We set the bar pretty high. For me, it's always about story. As long as the action sequences move the story forward, that's what's important. I think we're just having to look and see how we can involve the characters in the story with whatever dinosaurs we have in the action sequences. It's a challenge, but it's a healthy challenge. So I think it sounds like they are moving in the right direction when it comes to the sequel. He seems to make a point about discussing the story, which is a really good thing. Bayona seems to have a bit of input, but he's directing what Trevorrow and Connolly put on the page. I'm sure they picked the perfect director to bring this script to life. Make sure to find the link to Collider's chat with With Frank Marshall in our show notes. All right, so sorry if the quality is bad on this one right here. I'm actually on vacation, and I'm sitting in my car recording on my phone but the news just kept rolling in, so I had to report it. Back over at San Diego Comic-Con, comic publisher IDW announced at their latest panel that they will be releasing new comics for the Jurassic series. Now, this info comes from bleedingcool.com. It says, And that includes a return to Jurassic Park with Jurassic World comics coming from IDW and based on the recent remake movie and scheduled for 2017. It's too early to state creative teams, but not too early to state that there will be no feather. So while this is all relayed from their reporter, I wish they had reported what was actually said, but all we have are these comments to live by. Uh, Not sure why this reporting mentions Jurassic World as a recent remake, but we all know it wasn't a remake. And the no feathers business, you know, I'm okay with it, but that's only for now. I still see them doing that actually in the future. I'll include a link to the report in the show notes, but really there's no further information at this time. This next one, again, comes from the guys at Jurassic Outpost. It looks like the sequel will be filming in Wales. Now, they uncovered that there's a potential that they'll be filming at the Pinewood Studios' Wales location. You know, as they state in the article, yes, the countryside is beautiful and would make for some great new scenery in a JP film but it seems more likely that they'll be just shooting at this Pinewood Studios location. You know, we'll see, so far the shooting information that has come in is has been partially speculative on everybody's behalf, as we don't seem to know how they will be utilizing these locations just yet. I, for one, am very interested to find out. You'll find a link to Jurassic Outpost article in our show notes. So in the final day of our insane news week, I actually believe we got something new each and every day so far. Today we saw Mondo release a new San Diego Comic-Con exclusive poster featuring the Mosasaurus dragging down the Indominus Rex furthering that scene that we saw at the end of Jurassic World. It's an absolutely stunning piece of work, but certainly interesting that they chose to feature uh, the concept art version of the Innovation Center instead of the version that we got in the film. Maybe it wasn't good research by artist Shang Zhang, or maybe it was a purposeful addition, adding to the inaccurate lore of Jurassic World Comic-Con posters. Either way, it's still a beautiful poster that I really wish I could have gotten. Sadly, items like this are typically unavailable, Uh, They're only usually available at Comic Cons or through eBay, which is uh, usually priced at more than they're actually worth. Anyway, I'll include a picture of the poster in our show notes. Oh,
0: there it is. There it is. Brought to you by
1: Mattel Toymakers. You can tell they're Mattel, they're swell. We've partnered up with friend of the podcast, Aaron Beyer, to create a great opportunity to let Mattel know how much the Jurassic Park toy line means to us. We're putting together a video, complete with members of the Jurassic community, to show our love for the past toy lines. All you need to do is film a 15 to 20 second video with your phone, congratulate Mattel on obtaining the Jurassic license, and let them know exactly how much you love the Jurassic toy line. Don't forget to let them know what you want to see from the Mattel toy line. Keep it clean, and remember not to bash any prior toy manufacturers. We have a few rules on our website, so find the post on jurassicparkpodcast.com for more information. We'll be accepting video submissions until August 1st. We'd love to see you join in.
0: Thank God for Site B. Site B. Yes, Site B. No force on Earth or Heaven. Get me on that island. Site B, don't buddy. I'm not making the same mistakes uh, again. <laughs> I okay, so there's another island with dinosaurs. No offense, yes, Site B. Night. And you want to send people in? Yes. Very few people? Yes. It's not a research expedition anymore. It's a rescue operation, and it's leaving right now. You, you cannot listen, land on, on this island. This is Isla Sorna. Site B. Yes. Uh, we're on Isla Sorna, and we need to find, we need to talk to the boats. Site B. No, the lady. <laughs> Enough wrong frequency.
1: So after rummaging through this downed airplane that I found here on Site B, I came across Jennifer Tarek just wandering along by herself. I figured I'd press record on the podcast here. How's it going, Jen?
0: It's going good. Don't You don't want to know how that airplane went down, I,
1: though. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a movie about it, maybe a, a third movie or so. But, um, yeah. I don't but really, it's unknown. No I don't one
0: really know. knows. It's yeah. like an unanswered question. <laughs> no.
1: No. <laughs> no, but that's what we're that's what we're going to talk about here today is all the unanswered questions <laughs> when it comes to this series. Then there's four films. There's loads of questions and tons of stuff for the community to debate about. And uh, I've seen it go on for hours on end at times, and I'm sure you have too. So there's tons of stuff to talk about.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think of the fourth movie really I was just there's so many in the first
1: yeah yeah exactly and
0: third I didn't even get to the fourth <laughs> but I'm sure something yeah. will pop in my head as we go along
1: I know and, and the, problem yeah, is, I the problem is the problem is the only thing is we probably won't be able to answer any of these questions
0: too too well because there are no
1: so they're, they're just things that are at least outstanding in our minds like things that maybe just didn't get wrapped up in a certain movie here or there and uh, we reached out to a lot of people on on the social medias to find out what you guys thought as well. Um, so we'll probably weave those in as we uh, go through our own. So um, why don't you start off first, Jen?
0: Oh, okay. Um, I want, I always wondered because you know they clone the dinosaurs. How did they get the extinct plants cloned? Like, how did they have historic <laughs> plants, prehistoric
1: plants? Yeah, you're right. I. I Don't know. I mean, were they in the amber? I don't. I I can't imagine. I'm not sure.
0: They never explain that because it's cool. It's a cool idea, and I really like that idea, and I really like that discussion. But I went. I was thinking, how on earth do you get plant DNA? Like, what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I I don't know. Uh, I. I can't remember if anything like this was covered in the book. So a lot of the stuff that we're talking about here is specifically film related. So, um, you know, at times the book maybe covers things like this, but I haven't read it in so long. It's been a while. It's been maybe four or five years or so and and stuff like that just like slips out of my mind so easily.
0: Yeah, and I I don't read though. (laughs) I don't really own a book.
1: Yeah, I have the audio versions now ready to listen to at any time. But Ooh, it's just it's finding nice. that time to listen to them because <laughs> they're like yeah. so long. They're like 13, 15 hours long.
0: It's, it's, it's an audio of a book. See, that just doesn't work. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> the book but, ain't going to happen. This is just movie.
1: But what, what, you, what you had brought up about the the plants and everything, I think it's a, it's an interesting question and something that I've talked about with people in the community because a lot of people bring up why the islands look so very different. Um, compared to each movie like if you look at Jurassic Park the original movie is very lush and jungle and it looks like you know it looks basically like Hawaii you everything you'd expect but then you go to the Lost World and there's a lot of like redwood forests and different stuff like that so it, it switches back and forth and it's got these different aspects of forests and plants that you you wouldn't necessarily expect so one of the kind of conclusions that that I've, I've come to in my mind is that Ingen engineered them this way, so you know they've done it with dinosaurs. They've they've created their own looks and 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 everything with the dinosaurs. Why can't they do it with their plants? So if they're doing it with these this small plant that Ali picked up in the beginning of the movie, why can't they do it with a full like environment, a full you know a full forest or something like that? So well, that's always did, something that I've explained away.
0: How did they do it with the first plant then, or no, like the I don't know. first teeny little plant? Because
1: <laughs> No, to that's get the, the unexplainable course. part
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah like how do you even i guess maybe you could grow them so they look a certain way but then they wouldn't have the same attitude i guess as older plants would i don't know they'd, they'd just be hybrid regular modern day plants that look like prehistoric yeah plants.
1: and i mean Ellie is, is the scientific one to go to, so she knows exactly what she's talking about. And she says that they're, they've been extinct, then they've been extinct. Yeah. And that's, the, that's the plant that you know she was looking at. It wasn't a fake or something that looked similar. It was the one that, that she thought was extinct. So it's very interesting, and I don't know how they did it um, in terms of the movie because they didn't explain it. They just said that they have these things but they didn't, you know, have a nice cartoon video to explain the the,
0: the plans. That, was, that was probably after the lab section that came next.
1: <laughs> yes, it was. Absolutely. You're probably right because <laughs> if they weren't, you know, a bunch of jerks and got off the ride, they would have found out.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we all would have known and yeah. we wouldn't be asking that question.
1: So, um I'm going to bring up one of my questions here is it's it's basically a uniform question and I don't really know that it matters all that much. But whatever happened to the Barbasol can. you know, That's just something that ah, that everybody wonders and everybody hopes is, is taken into consideration in a future movie. But at this point, it really doesn't matter unless they do a flashback. Um, that's the only way it could work.
0: Yeah, they kind of missed it, I have to say. I mean, if they were going to bring it back, I know a lot of people wanted it for Jurassic World to even be brought up or anything. But it didn't fit with our no, story, no. so I get it. But they kind of missed their opportunity. By now, it's a whole other – it's shifted a whole other way. They have other problems. I don't think that's ever going to get back. So I guess it just got in the mud and now 50 years from now when someone goes digging, they'll find it.
1: (laughs) They'll find it there. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It really doesn't matter because if somebody did find it 50 years later, it would be just a Barbasol can with some – embryos that have expired you know there's Mm -hmm. they only had 36 hours i believe to stay alive so there's no point really so unless they did a flashback where say in jurassic world 2 for instance the movie opens up um kind of reliving that that moment where nedry you know lost it and then after he dies somebody kind of drives in and takes it and finds it and uh uses it but that that'd be the only way. And we did see something like that in the Telltale Jurassic Park game, but like I we said, we're kind of just sticking to the movie canon here.
0: Well now did Henry Wu go and get the can? Is that how he got all this popularity in the last movie here? Is Who that knows? how he got his position? That'd that be interesting. He's like, hey, all, all this stuff was destroyed but I got the can. I saved it. <laughs> I know. I got this. This is how know. Jurassic World's possible.
1: I don't know, but something like that has like kinda of plagued the fans and everybody has always wished to to see it again. But uh I don't really think it's gonna happen, but it would be interesting to use in a flashback of some sort.
0: Or yeah, or just have it somewhere. Just like a somewhere, little nod. Yeah. 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 I know people really love wanna see that. And I mean, it would be nice to see a little something. <laughs> I did get
1: um a bunch of people let's see here let me just scroll through um here on Instagram I believe this is Zimbabwe uh, spelled Z Y M B O B W E A um did did anybody ever uncover the Barbasol can so like we said as far as we know no but if you take into, into consideration that that video game maybe you know it uh, it works but um as far as the film goes nobody did but that scene i'm surprised actually that not more people uh went with that question because i've seen it around for years but uh i guess people yeah. got tired of it
0: <laughs> that's probably it they're yeah. like well it's in the mud i guess that's it yeah. yeah so
1: what else do you got here
0: um well we can go along with the henry henry Wu thoughts and Whenever they were in the lab in the first one when they when they were looking at the baby raptor, he kept erasing something and then writing down and then erasing like every right. scene. <laughs> he was erasing her. what was he doing? <laughs> what was he erasing?
1: I don't know. He's very like meticulous with that pencil. He's like lifting it up off the page and like you know, like questioning <laughs> yeah. everybody like you think the dinosaurs can breed? <laughs> and he's like it's so funny. Like, I don't know, but who knows? He could have been you know, creating the next DNA sequence that would have been completely flawed.
0: (laughs) Or he's like doodling a dinosaur or something. It's like, oh, that's not right. (laughs) I'm going to draw that better.
1: (laughs) You know, I need to see that. Like somebody on YouTube has to do this. They have to take the footage from Mm -hmm. that scene and then shoot their own footage of somebody writing, you know, drawing like a... Terrible looking Indominus Rex. It's his early planning stage. <laughs>
0: yes. 23 oh my years
1: in advance. He's like, Re- D Rex? No, I don't think yeah,
0: so. I Rex, like there it is. <laughs> my goal is at the top of the paper. And then he will like,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
0: They'll <laughs> put like T Rex plus. <laughs> um, raptor, raptor plus what else can I use Bad well cuddle idea. fish plus and then just add them all in and then equal and then draw his little his little indones yeah.
1: oh that would be fantastic somebody needs to do this <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what he was probably erasing he's like well that's not right yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um. so I have one and it's let's kind of um, like entangle two here People want to know about the Spinosaurus, and I want to know about the Spinosaurus. First off, I wanted to know where the thing went at the end of the movie. Towards the end, you know, they they shoot the flare at it. The thing trots off, and mm-hmm. you never see it again. And and it it's it's such a shame we didn't get to see any kind of wrapped up storyline with that with that animal. But um, a lot of people are wondering about the same thing. They're wondering that, but also. What about it was special or why was it on a certain list? So let's see here. Um, Actually, this one is not exactly where I'm going with it. I just noticed this one. But um, Ray Nat Allen on Twitter says, Did the infant Rex from the Lost World grow up to be the bull that was killed by the Spinosaurus in JP3? That's an interesting one as well.
0: Yeah, I think I've heard that before.
1: Absolutely, I, I've uh, yeah. That's definitely a theory going around, and a super sad one if you take that in consideration. I
0: know, which makes it even worse.
1: Yeah, but really at does. the same time, all the people that say like that are up in uh, up in arms about the rex losing to it. You know, maybe the rex was a little wounded still, and you know, it didn't have the full power it needed to beat that that spinosaurus. So that's that's one aspect you can take you know out of this for for a good thing. But let's see. I also have. Where did it go? Sorry, I'm kind of just scrolling through um, all these different uh, answers here. All right, so here on Instagram, Klingon Double O Seven JP says, "I'm sure there is no official answer to this, but what was the benefit for InGen to keep the Spinosaurus off their list? Grant Grant brought it up, but it was never talked about afterwards." Hmm. I mean. To keep that off the list means that there must be something about it that they didn't want people to know about, right?
0: Yeah, we really don't know a lot about that dinosaur anyway. Very no. little. It just showed up, and they no. told us that it was big and bad and worse than T-Rex, apparently. But we really don't know anything. Yeah, it's a, it's a fish though. It swims too. Yeah. So and the the thing is, and it- the thing is, a lot
1: of people, you know, look at that the way it is represented in the movie, and they know it's different than the way it really was. So we have those two aspects to look at. So maybe if it's different than it's supposed to be, maybe they were kind of fooling around with the DNA. So I I kind of like to, I mean, maybe we should just call this episode a headcanon episode where we just (laughs) create our own ideas based off of all these questions. But that's kind of one of the things here with this point is I've always assumed that Jurassic world and Jurassic park three connect more than we actually realize. And, Maybe the maybe the uh, Spinosaurus was one of the first ones that they were testing all these hybrid aspects on.
0: So what you're saying is Henry Rue's um first little paper he was erasing, yep. it wasn't the Indominus, it was no, the Spinosaurus.
1: It was the Spinosaurus, yeah, exactly. That point so, made. So he's they're trying to create, you know, a meaner, nastier, you know, more teeth kind of animal. And they end up testing all this stuff on the Spinosaurus, and they realize that Things went way wrong, and that thing was a total beast. It was out of control, stronger than it ever should have been, more crazy. And that's not something you could bring into a theme park, right? Well, I mean, a,
0: the Indominus is the same way. <laughs> like they were It is, to, but it, honestly, it,
1: it, I think the I think the Spinosaurus could destroy the the Indominus. In my opinion,
0: hmm, I don't know how how do they rank with size. I don't know. I don't even know. i love um, to see them next to each other. I think the
1: spino was bigger if I –
0: But the Indominus has those correctly. those claws and like the grabby mm-hmm. hands.
1: Yeah, they're very different. I, I don't know. The grabby
0: hands like, I think
1: win. <laughs> the grabby, yeah, I think <laughs> I think you you might be right. The Indominus does have all these different aspects that could make it win. But I still think the Spinosaurus was like way scarier of a creature and, and more ferocious even. He you had know, like
0: more – bulk to him I, I could Definitely. sit on yeah. them. i guess
1: yeah 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 <laughs> um and it beat a t-rex so we have that to look at the indominus basically beat a t-rex but got too. lucky the t-rex got lucky but um who knows i mean i i tend to think that the spinosaurus was one of those early tests for the hybrid aspect of dinosaurs i really like
0: that idea
1: yeah i i, I really I like that me too, because you get to see that lab sequence where they're where they're walking through and it's creepy and then you know, you see the raptor head pop up. But in that sequence you see all these like test tube dinosaurs and stuff, you know, and all these different aspects. It looks like they're kind of creating like hybrid dinosaurs. And it's very well, much what you see in Jurassic World in the labs.
0: Okay. So. Um what what's your theory then on how they connect? Like what happened in that time between When Jurassic, when when this lab in Jurassic Park three got all abandoned and ripped apart, how did they transition into Jurassic World? Like, what happened in that time?
1: Well, I, you know, it it was obviously loads of years. Um, I guess I think it was, you know, it was like two thousand one to whenever, uh, two thousand five.
0: I think it's two thousand five.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was open ten years already. Yeah.
1: So two thousand five. Like, all right, maybe it's not that long. Not loads of years, but um. From that time, they could have just picked right up where they left off after things went wrong and the hurricane wiped out that island. So I I, I can't imagine they'd abandon all their their work that they were doing.
0: So they must have came back, killed mm-hmm. the Spinosaurus, cleaned everything up, and started over? Well, with <laughs> what they knew, I guess.
1: I you know, that's that's another one, and I actually do have a question here, let's see, Richard Everson on Twitter says, how did they contain and capture the assets when building Jurassic World, especially the wrecks? And like you said, I don't know like how they how they did that. Even on Sorna, how did they or maybe they didn't do anything. We don't really know what happened on that island yet. We don't know if that's cleaned up at all. That still could be the preserve where nothing's touched. You know, they let that one roam free. Mm-hmm. But as far as The other island goes, you know. At least they, maybe they did kind of escape with a lot of their work before the hurricane came, and they they started up when in 2000 or, you know, they you know they had to start years in advance of 2005 to get this park running, so it really wouldn't have been too much of a gap in time.
0: No, now you know, um, Henry came over and got all that stuff beforehand. Collected it, put it with his little Barbasol can collection. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna make this. Ama- I'm gonna do. I'm gonna contact the military. I'm gonna get this park running. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever his goal in life is, we don't know. I guess we'll find out in the next one. I don't really know what his life goal is. Money? I don't know. Power? No, creation? I don't know. But um, whatever it is, he's like, he has his little can. He's just going at the back end of every one of these movies and picking up the leftovers. <laughs> And making a collection in his little lap and then Jurassic World happens. Yeah. And he's like, look, I did it. I collected everything I after it. all three disasters.
1: Yeah. Well, we know he didn't go around the island lassoing dinosaurs and, and you know, reestablishing a park. So he had to do his work other ways.
0: Yeah. But well, it, unless unless he did get, catch the Spinosaurus and he has it, like, <laughs> in his backyard.
1: <laughs> that would be a treat. Just licking his pool, like, drinking out of his pool.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: But as, I, I don't know. As far as con, containing and, and capturing all these assets on Isla Nublar, um, I mean, we saw them do it before. You know, it worked. It technically worked when they were doing it on Sorna that, mm. in The Lost World until uh, Nick Van Owen came and kind of ruined the plan. <laughs> so it, it was working. So hey, they actually had all the equipment, you know, all those kinds of vehicles with the capture harnesses and the the giant clamp-looking thing and the nets and all that stuff. So all they'd have to do is just send another load down there and do it again and much more protected this time.
0: Yeah, I think they could do it. I mean, if Jurassic World happened and it they got them all where they're supposed to be, they're, I think that kind of shows they're capable of it.
1: Mm-hmm. They were
0: able to collect everything. Yeah. yeah. I'd
1: really love to see that, though. That's one story that um, I think – Everybody wants to see, whether it's in the form of a comic or a book or, you know, even a, a cartoon of some sort. I don't think they'll ever do it actually on film unless they had a Netflix show. Um, but it's something everybody wants to see for mm-hmm. sure.
0: Yeah, I know. That's a big question that's been out there for a long time. And it keeps building on the question because every time a movie comes out, they kind of you still don't have re- resolution for that same old question. Mm-hmm. How do they get them?
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So do you have any others?
0: I have four more. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to wait on that one cause I bet someone else asked it. So I'm going to wait, but, um, how about who was the little kid in the first movie and why was he there? <laughs> like, okay. It's, it's a good plot point And sure. He hates dinosaurs. He's in the middle of Montana in the dirt. Are his parents there? Is yeah. he working? Like he's not is he not in school? Like why is he there? That's
1: I that's actually a he's... hilarious question. I don't know. Cause yeah, you're right. Like he starts to get reprimanded after he speaks up and no parent comes forward like to say, Kid, no. stop talking. What are you doing? Just don't say that. Nobody says anything to him.
0: And while he's getting scarred for life, nobody <laughs> says, Hey, stop telling my kid these things. Yeah, don't,
1: don't, come on, Alan, don't scare my kid. What are you doing? Like, don't, don't claw his stomach like that. That's creepy. And no
0: one even comes over to him, like, after he's already scarred. Nope. Just Alan walks stand away there and, and he's take like, it. All by himself. And he's like, Who do you belong to? <laughs> okay. Why are you even there? <laughs> it makes no sense. That is,
1: that. that is a really good question. You know, I was looking at that scene the other day when I was watching. And um, I was just kind of looking at all the people around, you know, Alan and, and Ellie. There's so many people there. They're all wearing flannel, which is awesome. They all look like or like, like I do G. today. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but who are they all? And, and are they – I'm assuming a lot of them are probably students and stuff like that. Because um, isn't that what, what they were doing in Jurassic Park 3? Wasn't there some students there? And Billy was helping teach the girl. Yeah, um, that's right. So, I, you know, I assume a lot of them are students, but but that doesn't equate for why there's a child there. <laughs> Unless yeah, it's in like
0: the middle of-
1: summer camp, just so happened to go to Montana to check out the, some bones. Summer
0: camp of one. <laughs> one
1: <laughs> camp. Yeah. Like if there
0: was a group of kids, okay, they were touring it, they were learning. No, one kid. that.
1: One, fire just fire. one guy.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like who, why is he there? Why does his parents let him go there by himself? I don't know.
1: I don't know, but, you know, he's a brave kid. You know, he looks at a raptor and he doesn't think it's scary. So I'm sure a kid like that would just be like, hey, mom, dad, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to this thing. It's down the road. I'm going to take your car.
0: I'm I'm just going (laughs) to follow these people and watch from afar. Uh, Yeah.
1: I don't know. That's that's a really good question. Where did this kid come from? Yeah. Something we'll never know, unfortunately.
0: Right. (laughs) Unless he's Owen, you know.
1: Now that's that's one of those theories as well. Is maybe yeah. he is? Who knows? Like maybe he grew up, and I, I think at one point I put together this little funny image of of him transforming into Owen. But that would be hilarious if that actually was him.
0: I know. I know that would be. I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of like it. I can I can like I I can't see that kid growing up to be Chris Pratt, but no no. <laughs> I like. The idea. I
1: think that's that's created. Yeah. So so at that point, Alan scares you know this kid to death, and he decides, look, I gotta I gotta shape up my life here. You know, I'm not gonna get around anywhere just saying things are, are dumb and I, that doesn't look very scary. I I need to you know go to an actual summer camp where I can learn some military tactics, and then I'll go to the military, train with the Navy SEALs, and become Chris Pratt. <laughs>
0: Then he's like, I need to figure out more about these raptor things. Yeah. If they can rip your stomach exactly. and do all this. He's like, I want to learn more about this. This is cool. Yeah. But he seems like one of the kids that would like to. You know, he, he's like um, in Toy Story. That Sid or whatever throws <laughs> up the toys. He probably hears about raptors like, oh, I could use those for things. I could yeah. train them. Like, Maybe that was his little dream.
1: Well, I mean, if you if you got terrified by this creature that you know Grant's talking about, you might be really scared but you might be intrigued as well. So maybe it would give you a point to go and research these these creatures and find out more about them and then you get put in a spot where you know you're a military guy who also has a good depth of knowledge on velociraptors. There's not a lot of those guys out there. So who better to pick than Owen Grady? I mean, that,
0: that makes a lot of sense.
1: It does. It really does. It's a it's certainly a headcanon aspect but it's fun it to imagine. It's really fun to imagine. I
0: really do. now. I want it. Oh man, I want that now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I have one here. Uh, I thought of actually, it's it's something that's been going around for a while. I know a lot of people are stuck on this topic and and can't get past it, but it's basically Hammond's dying wish, and oh. you know at the beginning of Jurassic World, Mizrani um, talks about this park and, and Jurassic world being brought to life is Hammond's dying wish. Now, is it really, or, or is there some sort of misinterpretation here? I don't really know. I, I think it's, it's one of those things that we might not ever get answered because as far as we know, at the end of the lost world, that's the last time we see Hammond. He's a naturalist, you know, mm-hmm. but we know he is kind of, he's, he's narcissistic and he's, he's a little out of his mind and he wants to see things that he built come to life. So I know he kind of is eccentric is and has all these weird aspects of him, like like when people are dying in the middle of a park, you know, he's he's the one that says Nedry was a mistake and and you know mm-hmm. next time and all this stuff. So yeah. he's a little out of his mind.
0: I don't I know. I think that um, because he's so passionate about what he loves, he probably did say that. To someone at one point and then it, it just got taken and ran with it and everyone just kind of saw him as that is his dying wish like that's his thing and they, they took with what he created and his whole view of it and and everything but they never really listened to his whole story on it mm-hmm. probably they they probably just saw that part of him and he said it once to somebody or then once to somebody else and then that person just took it and ran with it i, I feel like that's possible like from Miss Ronnie's perspective, yeah, it could have been his dying wish, but whether it was truly or not, I don't know, but from his perspective, it probably was. He was probably speaking the truth on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's basically like the headline aspect of what Hammond may have said. You know, when you read a headline, it, it'll it say, Hammond's dying wish create Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. But when you actually read the article, it, it probably says that's not his, his dying wish. Exactly. His dying wish was not to do that, it was to do something else you know, in Jurassic World style, but not like this.
0: Exactly so right. So
1: I think that's probably what happened. Some, there was definitely some miscommunication. Mizrani's a real enthusiastic guy, and he's, you know, aside from, you know, trying to get the feel of the park and how are things doing, how are the people, how are the dinosaurs doing, mm-hmm. I think there's much more to him, and he's not as, as non-business focused as, he's, as he first comes off.
0: Right. I agree. I mean, cause he's ready to let people die instead of shooting. <laughs> he dark.
1: really is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's why I can't figure him out. I never know if he's, if, what his intentions are. Yeah. I don't know.
1: But I think that's a, a question that we might not ever get answered unless they decide to touch on it somehow. Um, oh, briefly. And there's but...
0: another question. We don't, we'll never know what, who Mizrani really is. Like what his intentions really are, where he really falls, where his mm-hmm. loyalties fall. Is he more, Dreams like dying, wish Hammond, or is he more? We cannot kill that asset; it's worth four million dollars. Like which way? <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah,
1: it was so brief the time that we got with him, and and like you said, it's it's he flip flops, and it's tough to get a read on.
0: Yeah, but I mean that's a, that's good because he's it's very human that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like that. I like that the people. That's what's kind of different about Jurassic uh, topic. A mm-hmm. tangent, but um, how people in Jurassic World and Jurassic Park. Are different because in Jurassic World they're they're very human. They make very human mistakes, and they're very human with their thoughts, and they're very flip floppy because people are flip floppy. But in Jurassic Park, everyone kind of knew what they wanted, knew what, who they were, knew what they were doing, and that was their stance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. That that that's, that's I think the interesting, I guess the divide with people. Some like it one way, some like it the other way. But they, that's what I, I like about Jurassic World is people are very human in it with their choices. Yeah. And how they
1: act. Yeah. I think it explains a lot. And, and Mizrani being that human kind of character, humans make mistakes. And he he made some bad calls that day. And maybe he made a bad call in the beginning uh, with Hammond's dying wish.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you can't really read him like you can't read most people. So I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what do you got next?
0: Um, I'm going to go with – okay, this is more like an observation kind of. But – no one eats the entire movie of Jurassic Park. Like <laughs> oh, they're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> they no one eats. They don't eat, they don't eat Alejandro's chili and bass. Until the, sea end. Bass. Like, Until the very that.
1: end, the kids. And, and there's some ice cream being eaten. There's
0: but, some ice cream. But literally everyone else is just going to die of starvation.
1: Yes, you're right. Because how early did they have to get up to get on that helicopter, get to the island? It's a full day event. And, and you're right. They, from the time they got there, to, through Alejandro's lunch, nobody nobody ate a bite because they're like, oh, you know, lunch is ready. Let's go eat. And then they sit there and argue for ten minutes. And then, oh, the kids are here.
0: All right, let me let me tell you something. If I woke up early and went to this park <laughs> and then toured the park for like hours, I'm gonna eat my food. Yeah. Like they could talk all they want, I'll be there stuffing my face because I'll be starving <laughs> by then. Then so we have this intelligent debate, and I'll be like, "Can I eat yours too? since you're not using it, yeah. i just eat everyone's food." Now that, that, that's how I would do
1: it. I'm glad this came up because I I had something that popped into my head a few minutes ago randomly. Now, this is this a question that my friend actually asks me all the time? Um, this is this is my friend Chris. He he actually asked me recently again, "What is Malcolm eating in the helicopter?" Now it's I don't mm-hmm. know. Now pay attention next time because. I think it's probably just gum, but he he pulls something out of his jacket and he just like he has something in his hand and then he could just throw something in his mouth real quick. It could be like a small like peanut of some sort or it could be a piece of gum. I don't know. But that's, that's true. The, that's the only thing I've ever seen in in the beginning.
0: I always kind of thought it was gum, but you're right because, like, the way he eats it, it's like he's at a at a Pir- uh, pirate's game, a baseball game, or
1: something. Exactly, yeah. It's not. It's not like a gum chew. It's more of like I'm gonna finish this piece of peanut, or you know, some sort <laughs> it's of like in the movies or something. <laughs> this granola bar that I have here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. These people, especially after the the treachery they go through, I don't know how they'd make it through.
0: I mean he gets yeah, he gets the little whatever he has, his little nuts or whatever. Ellie gets ice cream, Hammond gets ice cream, the kids eat junk. Helen's just gonna die. <laughs> That's it. He's just not gonna eat anything.
1: Yeah, well he's he's like a real tough guy. He he can go he can go a full day without without a meal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh he didn't he didn't really did they eat in Jurassic Three?
1: Uh yeah he he ate the, from the can of beans oh, or whatever right yeah
0: see he was hungry at that one but
1: I don't remember if they took stuff out of their backpacks. so they went to the snack machine
0: oh yeah they got right? the snacks they
1: got snacks <laughs> but
0: did he eat them though that's the thing I don't
1: know yeah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, it, go these are questions out. that are impossible to answer like you know you always you always think it because you're like all right they just spent this amount of time they didn't eat they didn't use the bathroom how are they still alive. <laughs>
0: Well, we just asked the most important question in the entire franchise. Really, in, really? In Jurassic Park 3, did they eat the snacks they took from the vending machine?
1: And the only piece, the, the only person you ever see go to the bathroom is Gennaro, and it doesn't work out well for him.
0: <laughs> that, that was an emergency. <laughs> you had to run for an emergency on that.
1: Yeah. Well, since we're speaking about the characters and everything, and I one of the biggest questions that I have, and everybody, is what broke up Alan and ellie
0: oh my heart
1: it's terrible i know it i'm sorry it broke with them it
0: really I love did them so
1: much. it really did you know sometimes i watch the movie and i'm like was there were we looking into this more than we should have was there more to their or not not as much to their romance as we originally thought but you watch back no there is actually moments you know they she they say like honey and stuff like that so there's an, there's an actual re, uh, relationship there that's all of a sudden broken up in part three and it, and it kills everybody.
0: It didn't have to be. She could have stayed home. I mean that would have made sense. Yeah. He could have went to his things. I mean he was just doing his teaching speeches anyway. I mean he wasn't going out trekking mm-hmm. all over. That would totally be fine. And then he yeah. gets called to that thing. Fine. She could still stay home. Barney could still happen. I mean it's not – nothing would have changed.
1: No, nothing. It, it all could have been the same.
0: And it would have been it, even better because then she would have saved them and,
1: oh, yeah. and She
0: could've she was there at the end and it would have been a nice thing. My goodness.
1: It's such a shame and I don't uh, know why that was why that was done totally
0: at all. And it couldn't have been money because they had to pay her husband, dude, to whoever or whatever actor that was. Like they had to pay another guy, so it's yeah. not like they were saving money. <laughs> Cause usually it usually comes down to money. Yeah, it?
1: yeah. Let's make less characters. No, no, let's actually add more yeah, to this one.
0: Add more to pay more money out to someone and we don't want even character we don't even need.
1: Yeah. And actually um Sickle Claw on Twitter said, "Why does Mark Degler exist?"
0: <laughs> I want to know that too.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like we just said, it, there's no reason for that character. You know, I guess aside from he was the only way that Ellie could call the U.S. military to show up, right?
0: Well, yeah, but I, I'd i like to guess that she'd have other connections at this yeah. point. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. you don't need that connection. You could have just assumed that uh, I called Ellie, Ellie called somebody else, and then they showed up. We don't well, need if, Mark in the middle if of this. that's
0: their reasoning, if that really is their reasoning, her connection, if that's the whole reasoning that this comes down to they are not creative at all that. <laughs> they need to get off their butts and make a creative decision because that's not it.
1: No. No, that was not it and it's it's tough to go back from that now, you know. It's know, it's man. canon. It's fil- it's in the film. It happened. So you 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 can choose to ignore it if you want. But it actually happened. It's something that we have to pay attention to. I
0: can't believe they did that. I'm never gonna be okay. And even in, in the fourth, I mean, well, fifth, they can't really fix it because it's like it, it happened. Like they it, it, it can't backtrack. hmm No. It's not gonna be the same.
1: No, and, and even at this point, you don't you don't want to see uh, Ellie and Mark get a divorce or something like that. You don't want to see that, you know? You don't want to see. We I mean, at this point, you. Charlie's pretty old. Feed but. him.
0: Feed Mark to the spinosaurus. <laughs> It was exactly Matt Sickleclaw, I agree. Why is he there? Why does he? Exist?
1: No, yeah, nobody knows.
0: <laughs> it and must be Hen- Henry Henry did something.
1: It was all Henry's it's fault. His yeah.
0: fault. Yeah. He did something. He's like, I'm gonna distract Alan by making this happen and he's not gonna see my collection <laughs> of Barbersol cans and um
1: He's like, well, I got I have- a friend named Mark. I'm gonna send <laughs> To Montana.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to make, make this huge distraction while I'm over here with my little Spinosaurus on a leash. Yeah. Totally happening. I could see
1: it. Definitely. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a flashback. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's your next one?
0: Um, what's my next one? Okay. I want to know, and you may have an answer to this. I don't know. But it what was... Not. what was Nedry's actual plan? Like, was he going to leave with the boat guy on the boat or was he going to give the um, can to the guy and then come back? Like nothing happened. Or if he did make it to the boat and he left on the boat, wouldn't Hammond know that it was him who did it? I mean, it's pretty obvious. So then he would have got caught anyway. So -hmm. like, what was his real plan? Like, what was he trying to accomplish by leaving?
1: yeah that's a re- really good question actually. I don't know. I mean yeah if you if you have him drive out to the boat, you'd kind of assume he'd get on and, and run away but but like you said, everybody would know, and it would be obvious at that point, right yeah unless unless um I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many people planned on staying behind. Was he gonna stay behind? Because at that point, everybody had evacuated to the boat. So he was only he was left, you know, Muldoon, mm-hmm. Ray Arnold and the rest of the group group there. But was he going to stay behind? I don't know. Yeah, could have, you know, I guess he could have planned it off as if, you know, he just ran outside for something and, and came back in and got a little wet. But I don't know. It's a really good question. What do you think?
0: Well, like, even then, let's just say he one step further. He succeeded. He got to the boat. He miraculously gives the dude the can. And let's just say he's, he comes back and he's fine. Turns the power back on. Everything's fine. No one suspects him, I guess. If another company magically discovers like all these dinosaur research that they worked so hard to find, isn't someone at the Jurassic camp gonna get a clue that hey, someone gave them our stuff, hey, Medri disappeared for a time. Um, like someone's gonna put it together. He's never gonna get away with it. Even if he got away with it, he never would get away with it. Yeah, like you're right. There's no way.
1: Yeah, I think so at, I that point, at that point at that point Hammond would be Hammond would probably just fire everybody. You know, like if he realized something got out, he'd just have a new crew come in. I and
0: feel the like. first the first company that would come up with new dinosaurs or whatever they're trying to use the research for there. That's like a huge red light above them saying, I did it. I took your research. <laughs> like they can't really even use the research without being noticed. of, mm-hmm. I took the world's greatest dinosaur research. Like it's not yeah. something that you won't notice if someone else creates it magically like thats mm-hmm. And they did it. Yeah. I mean, there's I, just no way to get around it.
1: I had wondered if, like, you know, Biosyn had a plan to to give him a spot at their company somewhere. But, like you said, if he started working somewhere else, somebody would have known and, and they would have put two and two together. Oh, they have the the embryos and they also have Nedry. Something's going on there. Right.
0: There's just you know? no way. And even if they just gave him money and didn't even bother with them and did their own thing, still, they have the research. If they put it out there, they're going to be like, wow, they got it from us. So, suing them all this stuff i mean there's no way they get away with it
1: yeah i mean he had 1.5 million dollar or he would have um but maybe he just was going to disappear who knows you know maybe just you know go to some other island and yeah. disappear
0: but then then the but then it'd still get caught like the company itself would still get caught
1: yeah yeah you would think so
0: who yeah. who knows that much like That's like stealing all of Disney World's secrets, rebuilding or or blueprints, rebuilding the exact same park in the middle of the country and calling it something else. Mm -hmm. Like, no, that's Disney world. You just stole the blueprints. Like it's the same exact thing. Everyone's going to know that you stole them because it's the same thing that no one else has. So it's like, there's no way you're not going to, no one's getting away with that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I I just think it was very flawed from the beginning and, it wouldn't have worked out either way if it, know. If, it had, if their plan had, you know, officially worked. Um, I, I don't think it would have, you know, anyway. No, down the road. Which
0: which I think is interesting because that's never really thought about. You're just like, oh, if he only would have made it to the boat, or oh, he didn't make it, or oh, this. But you never really think past that. Like, what if he did make it to the boat? Then what? Like, what was his plan? I don't know. All well, of it was flawed.
1: Something we'll never know,
0: <laughs> right?
1: I, uh, I have something to kind of go off of that real quick. Um, let's see. Where's my question here? Oh, it's just – it's very simple. But, um, you know, so the, the Dilophosaurus followed him into the, into the Jeep or, or basically got there before him, and he closed the door in there. Are, are we to assume Dilophosauruses know how to open doors as well? And can they get back out of the Jeep? Or did that, <laughs> did that Dilophosaurus die in the Jeep with him?
0: Huh, well, okay, he was definitely, he was definitely in, did he go through the window?
1: I don't think so. I mean, the door was wide open, right? So, because oh, he yeah. fell, he was he was trying to get back into the Jeep, and the door was wide open, so the, I guess the Dilo just kind of walked around him somehow, which is right kind in. of ridiculous. I don't see how that happened, but it walked right in, sat in the passenger seat, and then just <laughs> waited for him to get in and close the door. And then attacked him, but I
0: love it. Totally what else happened? That.
1: Like, is that it? Is that the end of the sequence? Did it get out? Did it, you know,
0: yeah, die in there? Did. Is
1: it? Are there two skeletons in there?
0: <laughs> hmm. No, maybe. like, he, he could probably jump through the window. Like I said, even though it's, it's, well, I don't know, was it the plastic kind of windows or is it the uh, plastic? maybe? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, he could probably bite his way through. Yeah, or he's he's pretty strong. <laughs> he probably get through somehow.
1: He had enough food in there to last him a while, so he, yeah. he made sure he got stronger and then broke his He was, his like,
0: lounging in the back. <laughs> Don't bother me. I'm in a comfy seat.
1: Or maybe to, to go off of my initial question, maybe he continued the plan, got in the Jeep, drove it down, <laughs> got the Barbasol can, went to the dock, and escaped.
0: You know what? I bet that's it. <laughs> so I that's bet the story you.
1: for the next movie.
0: That's it. There's that the there's the clue. Now, where was Henry in all of this? <laughs> you have him on the walkie. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, that's hey, where. I that's how it. he know knew the plan. Like he didn't know the plan otherwise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope it happened that way. That'd be great.
1: That yeah that that would be great. Whose turn is it? Uh, did you you went um, last, I, and I, then I kind of bounced off that, or
0: yeah? I only have one more.
1: All right, I got I got a bunch more here, so. You well this one question um, this one question is, is really curious to everybody and it's what killed everybody on the SS venture. you know so at the end of the lost world the they lose communication with the with the ship coming in with the T-rex and once the thing crashes, you find that everybody's dead and the there's some there's somebody on the button that is making the door go open and close there's a, a missing hand or you know a hand on the, the steering wheel so there's all kinds of really serious questions going on here and uh, I like that um, Jack from the Jurassic uh, cast podcast he made up his own theory that it was Nick Van Owens hand on there and I guess he was trying to sabotage this mis- this mission here And it just didn't work out. So somebody cut his (laughs) arm off and and, uh, I don't know. He's missing still. But I I really like his theory that 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 was his hand and he sabotaged this whole thing. But really, we don't know what killed everybody. We we can assume from some behind the scenes stuff that it was a set of raptors or whatever that got on there and killed everybody. Or maybe somehow the Rex broke free and, and killed everybody and then got trapped again. But I don't know. What do you think?
0: I'm really surprised that that's even a question. Like that's that's kind of a plot hole. It like, is like that's yeah. an important thing. I'm surprised they didn't cover their cover their bases on that.
1: No, I mean it happens, but that's subtle. a big one. That's a real like, big one.
0: Yeah, that's not a subtle thing. That's everyone's probably like, what, what, what? <laughs> I mean, my theory would always be like the Bermuda Triangle happened or something,
1: <laughs> Ber- <laughs>
0: or it's like a Titanic mystery.
1: Yeah. Look, of that there's many moments like this, and we can continue on into Jurassic Park three with the with the parasail boat. Like, yeah, what killed them? We don't know. (laughs) Piranhas,
0: like, what are those (laughs) things that, um, like you know, in SpongeBob, the thing that ate his pineapple house? What were those little planktons or something? You know how they just went (laughs) by and just ate? (laughs) Do you not know what I'm talking about? No,
1: I don't. I don't know. His his house got eaten.
0: I hope somebody on this listening knows what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, there was like these – these yeah, on SpongeBob, these little things that went through the ocean and just ate everything like real fast. And at one <laughs> point, they ate his pineapple house. So And he was sad because they had to grow another pineapple or something. It was a really sad episode. <laughs> but yeah, these little things just like went through and just ate things and then was like gone and just kept doing yeah. that. And um I think that I think it was like that. That's that's the dinosaur version where it just goes yeah, over just a boat. A bunch of,
1: yeah, a bunch of piranhas like jumped out what of the there? water, attacked that boat, and then went yeah. back in the water.
0: Yeah, like what else what kind of water it would happen to be a water thing.
1: Well yeah, I mean a lot of people assume it could be the Spinosaurus somehow, yeah. you know, got out there and, and swam around like like people know it does. Other people say it's pteranodons, but
0: no, I, I think it was a, a I think it was a water thing. It probably could have been the splashes. I mean, it makes sense with the story could
1: have yeah. been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh Josh at nublar 7 said who killed the dinosaur tour guides on the boat in JP3 as well. So it's it's certainly a question that many people are wondering.
0: Well, we have a couple choices. The little plankton from SpongeBob, <laughs> piranhas, or which is
1: probably the Spinosaurus.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, that's like foreshadowing. It makes sense. It's
1: like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just covered two. I got actually, I'll piggy bank with somebody else's question here, kind of off of this. Um, is there any canon explanation for what happened to the pteranodons of JP3? That one comes from Instagram, Cardona. Juan Manuel. Um, so there's no official canon explanation, but if you go to the um, Mizrani Global website somewhere, I believe it says that Hoskins like led a team to capture them. I forget where exactly. I haven't read it in a while. But um, that's on that website, so if you go to that, I'm sure you can scour around and find it. So it's a really cool explanation, and it kind of ties in, like I was saying before, how JP3 ties into... Jurassic World a lot Um, so that's a really cool explanation that maybe Vic Hoskins ran an ACU team or something like that to go capture these these birds
0: you know though if you really apply what you're saying with the connection between Jurassic 3 and Jurassic World it might make people like Jurassic 3 more because it's kind of a prequel or like a, a little step into it stand alone I could see the hate, but I mean if you really connect it to the events, that makes it that movie really cool and kind of important.
1: I I that's what I that's what I've been trying to say, like to everybody out there. Don't just dismiss that movie. You gotta view them as basically a, a continuation. So if you look at JP three, continue it and go right into Jurassic World and you'll see so many commit- connections there. And, and like this one here, uh, it's a great connection. It's not one that's officially canon per se, but it's it can be. You know, you can consider it canon. I like to. It works for me. And uh, it definitely makes JP3 better because I was like- one of those people that, that didn't necessarily love the movie. When I first saw it, I was kind of disappointed. But over the years, I've grown to really like it and appreciate it. And since Jurassic World came out, my level of appreciation has just skyrocketed.
0: That's so awesome. I love that there's a um, birdcage in both of them. I'd like to hope mm-hmm. that that's... They're like, hey, it worked. It's awesome. It was cool. Let's put it in this one. Yeah. And it's kind of built the same. Like, it kind of looks the same-ish.
1: Yeah, yeah. It does have that, that very round uh, look to it at the top.
0: Yeah. I like that theory a mm-hmm. lot. Now I want to go watch it. I want to watch them back to back.
1: Yeah. But my question actually Going off this one now is is the pteranodons we know were were already loose in the lost world. You know the one comes down at the very end of the movie. It's not in any cage, right? Yeah,
0: aren't they loose in like every movie?
1: I don't know. I don't know. We didn't see anything in the first movie, but the yeah the the rest of the three, yeah. (laughs) Um, But it doesn't make any sense to me because like they make a point to show that they left that gate open in JP three. Yeah, like it was a big deal. But they were already loose, so wh- yeah. why is it a big deal? Doesn't make any sense to me. So that, just, that's my question: is like, what happened good, there?
0: That's a good question. Like, why they do that? Were they going to revisit it? Maybe it's just more more explanation of they all escaped now, even though we don't really see it. But now the rest can escape. The ones that were taking a nap, mm-hmm. the ones <laughs> that were eating, <laughs> the ones that were like, I don't want to bother with those humans. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're free now. Like I don't know. Uh, maybe just the rest of them.
1: It's kind of like that, you know, the the SS venture question. It's just like kind of a bit of a plot hole, but you you got to look past it and just not overanalyze it, I guess.
0: I I feel like um, I guess that's like a directorial choice, maybe, and maybe they were going to come back to it, or maybe they were going to throw something else in, but then it got thrown out, and then they just forgot they had it in there, then they just left it.
1: Yeah, well I think the problem is back in those days they didn't have like the like the Marvel universe or even Star Wars where where there's people like paying attention to all these details and making sure that nothing's overlapping each other or nothing's, you know, uh, you know, remove, removing something else from the canon. Uh and we needed that back in those days and we I guess we don't really we didn't really have it that that way. Um and we need it now too. To make sure that this stuff doesn't happen again, so I think that's the problem. There's just a little bit of a disconnect between the directors and the writers and all this stuff, and and make sure making sure that you're paying tribute to the old ones and staying true to what they already said.
0: Yeah, I mean, back by Jurassic Three, though, by then they didn't have that like pride for it. I guess they just thought oh, it was another Jurassic movie. We'll just make it. Yeah. But now, but now with this fourth one, Colin like put. So much soul and life into it, and connection and care and love and everything. That just like what you were saying with the Star Wars and such, the attention to detail is so high. Now I feel like that's their new standard, and I think they will. And maybe they'll even somehow magically connect all of them together and somehow throw in Jurassic 3 and all the stuff like that, and little things that you, um, we're noticing we don't have answers maybe we will get answers to them maybe sometime in the future they'll go back rewatch them and be like well this is a this is a plot hole we'll fill it in here wouldn't that be something if by the end everything was absolutely (laughs) connected like american horror story like if the day that he connects all of those seasons my mind's going to blow up so if they do that with jurassic same thing
1: I hope so. I mean, all they need to do is just, you know, if they're they're making two more films at least we know of, they just need to have little little tiny references to fix some errors in the previous movies and it would make everybody feel better.
0: Then they could. I mean, they have the creativity, they could do it. They have yeah. the people, they have the right people. They have people who are fans of the show, people like us. They should mm-hmm. hire us. But I mean, <laughs> they have people like us that care enough to connect them.
1: Yeah, they could. Yeah. yeah, it's something that it needs, and and it would take two seconds to right some of the wrongs, and yeah. it would like you said before about JP three. It makes movies better when you can connect the dots, and and refer to different parts of the movies as all connected.
0: Yeah, and then you can really watch the entire series, and your mind will just blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so connected.
1: Yeah. I know the the Fast and the Furious franchise, which is universal, is doing a great job at connecting the dots like that as well. You wouldn't think so, like just because it's, you know, it's just a car movie, they're just racing and whatever. But they're actually connecting dots like that and it and it works. And it works really well. And they're kind of going skipping the timelines and doing all these interesting things. Hopefully we get that kind of treatment here.
0: You know what? I bet those Fast and Furious people are like, That's eh, just a dinosaur movie. It's just a monster <laughs> movie. Like they don't they don't get it. Just like we don't get the car thing. They're like, eh, Oh,
1: I get, that. The- I get that. I- I'm a huge fan of Fast well, and Furious. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. On the outside, no, you would just see, oh, just like you said, just racing. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. There.
1: It doesn't yeah. seem like something that should connect very well, but it does. Yeah. All right. You have another one, I, I think, All
0: right? right? I, got, I got one more. And I'm, I'm really surprised this one hasn't been covered yet because I left it at the end because I figured it would be. The giant question that everyone wants to know: How did the T-Rex get into the um, visitor? Not the visit, is visitor center, yeah, innovation center is the point. The visitor center at the end. <laughs> how did the T-Rex get into the right. visitor
1: center? At well, the this end? is easy. This is very easy. There's did there's he- a wide open door.
0: Oh. Did it, was it like unfinished?
1: It was unfinished, yeah, there was a wide open area where it could just walk right in well, was that
0: ever shown no um, I
1: can't not exactly that then. but but if you look, I mean there's a part where the raptor um is behind the the plastic, and it you know it ducks its head up and over and and peeks through and then they're all standing there in the center of the visitor' center, and shortly after that the T Rex, I believe, comes from the same side, but there's a few scenes on the outside where you can see that it's unfinished, and even on the inside, you could—I think—you can see straight through to the outside. So that's made. that's your answer right there. It was an easy one. I
0: look—I never looked at that. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I looked, but I never saw unfinished. I figured that the the plastic was inside, like they were finishing the painting on the walls, mm-hmm. or they were finishing inside things like painting and and scaffolding or whatever but yeah. on the outside i thought the main like why would you finish the inside and not finish the building like complete the wall yeah
1: that's a really good question because like the kitchen is nice and done and the yeah. dining room and the i mean and it's the, all, <laughs> all the walls not finished, but that's yeah, my, they, that but yeah <laughs> that is a really good question though why it's not done but yeah if you if you go back and look there's a there's a few parts where there's like windows aren't even finished and the sides of the building it, it's like not done so it, it, the thing just just crawled right in and just <laughs> they it have would, the, would have been tight though for sure
0: they have the the big skeleton in the middle they have everything painted all the tables and chairs <laughs> but the building's not done yeah perfect then
1: um let's see here i got i'll skip over my these last ones that i had anyway are not too great anyway i just threw them down but let's start here with an email from James Hawkins. Um, he says, both of you, please pick out one of the following options. If you had to, what would you do? Either be trapped on Isla Nublar during the incident of Jurassic Park with Ellie, Grant, and the others. Be an InGen soldier during the Lost World camping in long grass scenes trying to avoid being hunted. Endure the constant wave of predators in JP3 and put up with the annoying Kirbys. <laughs> Or be stuck in a gyrosphere or in gyrosphere valley after dark with the Indominus on the loose. You can answer from a real life perspective or even from a character's perspective, as if you were in one of the films. So oh, uh, there you go. What's what's your one. what's your pick?
0: Easy, easy. First movie because you're with experts. You're with people who know <laughs> their way around things. They know they know the dinosaurs. They know the environment. They understand everything. In the mm-hmm. second one, I. I would not do good. You can't see like you can't see. you're in grass. You can't see yeah. you're going to trip over things no matter how good of a fighter. I'm not, a, I'm not a war fighter. Like I don't even know how to hold a gun. So that's bad. I'd be done. And so that whole thing, no. Oh, with the Kirby's. Yeah, that's rough. You you have Alan, but, uh, and then the fourth in the gyrosphere. No, who wants to be trapped in a ball? You're going to die. So I'm going to go with the first movie with the experts. Mm-hmm.
1: That's exactly what I was saying i i think I think you know, as bad as that situation was, it's ah man, it's so tough to say it's less worse, but I think it is. I think it might be less worse, um because at least uh i i know i I really have no logical explanation as to why it's better, but at least the let's say the lost world, for instance, that long grass scene. I don't think there's any way out of that, and I Mm-mm. they got lucky, you know, they got really lucky, and that's that's incredible how lucky they got. But I don't think most people would be. Um, as far as the uh, JP three goes, it's essentially the same situation. They're just being chased by raptors and spinosaurus, and it's it's a it's real bad news. Like there's no getting out of that either. They got lucky with the military.
0: Because again, it's the same one as the first kind of same predicament mm-hmm. as the first one, but not as many experts. So
1: N- not as many experts, but also no way out, really. No resources. Like, yeah, nothing. Like at least maybe they could hunker down in Jurassic Park, stay there until they could call somebody. So maybe that's why it's better because there was a bunker, there was all these these things, and they got the phones working. Yeah, but um. But on JP3, nothing works, and there's really no way out. So they, they got lucky with the fact that they had a, a you know a satellite phone. Um, as far as Lost uh, – man, these titles, they get me so confused sometimes. <laughs> as far as Jurassic World goes, um, I I don't know. That might be second on my list because if I'm stuck in Gyrosphere Valley, um, I might be – I don't know. If I'm in the situation the kids were in, that's not good, <laughs> but if I'm just stuck in the valley and the Indominus is loose somewhere, maybe that's okay.
0: I kind of put that. I gotta put the Gyrosphere last. Wow, really? Say. They have no weapons. They have no resources. They're stuck in a glass ball. Yes. Glass is dangerous. Yes. For one.
1: If you're in a if you're in the character's perspective, probably the last place.
0: Yeah, because I mean, at least in Lost World they have weapons. In the first one, they're free and they have resources. In the third one they don't have resources but they have each other and their freedom they can move around and get whatever and hide or whatever mm. but that gyrosphere would be my least pick because you're limited, you're in glass which is bad, you you don't have anything, you only have one other person with you in that theory even if it's just me and you I mean we're, <laughs> we're not going to make it very far <laughs> like we're, that's it it doesn't move very fast it doesn't go fast like a car No. I mean I put that one as my last last
1: one yeah uh, it's it's really tough but I think we we at least both settle on Jurassic Park being the best option yeah so that's that's our that's our answer there James that's a
0: good question yeah Thank definitely
1: you. Um I got some more here let's check out Twitter Uh Richard Everson I already read this first one about capturing and containing the assets and but he also asked why is there a restricted zone in Jurassic World is there Wild and free dinos wander, uh, wandering around. Um, I think that's something we all assumed was meant to be, you know, based oh. off of a lot of the – there was there's, there was actually that um, print that was released, I think, around like San Diego Comic-Con or something where it showed the raptor on top of one of the old um, explorers. Mm. So we kind of assumed that that restricted zone was that area where there are loose dinosaurs and all this stuff. And maybe they are because if you take that gyrosphere scene, right, for instance, they went through the gates, right, into the restricted zone.
0: Yeah, well, why would they have a restricted zone? Why would they even risk having a restricted yeah, zone? Yeah, with- that's <laughs>
1: better question. I don't know because I, I assume that that's a restricted zone. They went through the gate. They're in the restricted zone, and they come across the ankylosauruses, and – there's a bunch of them there, and then obviously the Indominus broke in there too. But we have to assume that there's probably more dinosaurs in that restricted area. But so I don't know why. Why? Why didn't they just though? capture them? Maybe.
0: Not. I mean. I
1: mean, technically, yeah. the herbivores are free in their their valley as well, because uh, I didn't right. really see any kind of containment around well, that. But
0: maybe the restricted zone are ones that are not sick, but like that can't be on display for some reason, but they're not dangerous. Maybe there are not herbivores. Maybe they, maybe even they restrict the restricted zone split in half, where you have half carnivores split into their certain little areas, um, and then herbivores in their certain little areas. But maybe uh, like they can't be shown off yet. And the same idea that the Indominus was in his own little paddock far away, maybe it's that same idea. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe. the ones that can't be on display yet for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It, it's a really tough question. Why it's there? Why it exists? Because you would, you like you said, you would think it'd kind of be harmful to people if people did get through or if they got through to them.
0: Um, another thing that I thought it could be before they really went with the fence and everything was maybe it was more lab stuff and more hybrid experiments, mm-hmm. like the stuff that was really restricted, like to Everyone except a few people, yeah, because it was so legal, I guess, and like crazy, and maybe that's where they kept all the cuttlefish tanks and stuff, <laughs> like all their it's experimental possible. animals. I mean, we
1: we know the raptors are over there. I forget is the Indominus probably over there somewhere?
0: I think he is. Yeah. Um. So they they've cheap. definitely got
1: some experimental stuff going on. I also know that the volcano is up there in that top of the the island. So. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But it's very unanswered at least for now.
0: Yeah. I think it, it's probably one of those things, if not more than one of those things. Mm-hmm. It's probably something. We probably got one of it in there, yeah.
1: All right. Let's see here. I got – where were we? Um, still over on Twitter. We've got a bunch of questions here from Josh uh, again. He says, no live ammunition was used on the pteranodons and dimorphodons during the Main Street attack. Their bodies are gone during the final battle. Mm -hmm. Who cleaned up the sleeping reptiles and where did they put them?
0: Oh, Hoskins and his team took them. And Henry took them, yes. I think Henry has them again in his little collection. He's like, I'm going to bring them back to life like Frankenstein. But here's
1: the thing. No live ammunition was used. So they're using tranks, right, on these yeah. flying creatures. So I don't know how many – that was daytime, right? So I don't know how long these these tranks last, but maybe they just wore off and they all flew away.
0: <laughs> maybe, but I think they then contained them at that point. Yeah. I think he. I think Hoskins. Their their people took them, or they killed them. I mean, they didn't seem afraid to kill any of them. So maybe no, after no. the tranquilizing, they did get the actual deadly weapons and killed them all, mm-hmm. and yeah, then it's put possible. them in the river, put them in the ocean, or whatever.
1: <laughs> awesome. The only my only question is is how much manpower did they have? And we know there was quite a few people there shooting them down, um, but. I feel like they'd need a ton of people because they have to um, push all the people towards a safe area. So there's a lot of people focusing on that. And then you have to use the other half, I guess, to clean up this area. But I don't feel like cleanup is is a necessary precaution right at this moment. Um, for Hoskins, aside from them it waking is. up, I guess. Yeah, for Hoskins, Hoskins maybe. Is yeah. this.
0: He, probably, he probably wants them. He wants them dead. He wants them gone. He wants them taken. He wants them taken care of. He wants whatever he wants done to them, he, he'll find people to do it. Like, he'll call them and he'll he'll get someone, or he'll mm-hmm. move them. He'll have his people do it temporarily and then um, have other people come in and get them later. Or, like I said, just shoot them for real and then just dump them in the water. Like I feel like he would have gotten that done. Pretty efficiently. Because where was he at this point? What was he doing? He was still trying to
1: plot. He was on the roof at that point. Yeah. Um, but in between there, I don't know. Yeah, he was just smiling away, like loving it.
0: See, so he wasn't like in any danger. (laughs) He totally could have had that taken care of.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. But let's move on to Josh's next question. It says Irek Irex had paddock eleven and the Raptors had their pen. Why the need for a big wall separating the island with armed guards? So that big wall, um
0: is Was that the restricted zone thing again? Or not I don't know.
1: I mean that's a re- that's a really good question because as far as we know from the map, the the visitor center is not in the restricted area. So the old visitor center. So mm-hmm. they drove that to um to, I guess where Main Street was, that J- drove the Jeep, and um, it was outside, of, or it was in the fences of the restricted area. So I think that that wall must be something around the paddocks inside the area. I don't know. Maybe there. Maybe that's the wall protecting everybody from the Gyrosphere Valley. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's to keep everything out of each other like they don't want the stuff in the paddocks getting out there and they don't want the stuff out there getting into their paddock area it's probably to keep both sides from getting into the other
1: yeah I think I think that's the best way to look at it is you're right like just separating everything making sure nobody gets in the wrong spot
0: <laughs> yeah. because
1: visitors are on the roam you know mm-hmm. they're going to wander into places they shouldn't and they might wander into the gyrosphere valley you know by accident so you don't want that happening right um, and
0: I mean and and the ones um in the Jarville Valley, if that's where they were driving through at that point, they're big they're herbivores, but they're big, so they they want like strong walls yeah. to mm-hmm. stop them,
1: yeah, yeah, I think that's that's gotta be the answer that that yeah. works for me at least, but works but yeah i hadn't I hadn't really thought of it too much before, I never really thought about what wall that actually was, so that's a really good question, mm-hmm. um, and he has one more question here. And he says, it's the biggest question of all. Where's the goat? <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: well, well. we found out
1: we found out really quickly. Sorry, Josh. I mean, you might not you you gotta open your eyes at that part. I know it's scary, but <laughs> it's there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor goat. Goats get no love. No, no. In Jurassic.
1: No, I know. They're just used as like uh, you know, feeding and, and you know it's pretty terrible to think about it. These these cattle are being dropped into a, a raptor pen. There's goats <laughs> being fed. There's sharks being fed. Like it's really right? terrible, really bad. Pigs apparently too. Like- <laughs> oh,
0: pig loose! Like my favorite line in the whole movie. <laughs> pig loose.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. I got another one on Twitter again from uh, earlier. We heard from Ryan that Allen. he said did Dennis Nedry's blood cascade down the shaving cream can and spawn a Dennis Nedry hybrid? Oh <laughs> a dinosaurus if you will.
0: <laughs> I I'm going to guess the possibility is very slim. Yeah. But we can hope.
1: We can hope, but that would be so terrifying. Let's really hope it didn't happen. I I Not hope even it didn't.
0: Know. <laughs> I don't even know what. Well, him and the Dilophosaurus could be like best friends.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's like a mix of Dennis Dilophosaurus. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just Dennis's face on a Dilophosaurus body, and he yeah. just spits. Or fingers. or it's
0: like it's like a flower instead of going back against its neck. It like encloses his face, so when it <laughs> opens, you see Dennis Nedry's <laughs> face.
1: Oh god, that's horrifying. <laughs>
0: And he's like yelling at you because he, he can't really make a dinosaur noise. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, just, yelling. he's just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Um, another one I have here on Twitter is uh, from Christopher Joyce. He says We've seen several theories and maps, but what's your opinion on the Rex paddock plus the cliffs in terms of the layout? Um.
0: Oh, that question. Yeah,
1: this is this is a question, another huge question, and I've actually had some people write or call in. I forget which it was, but we, we really dove deep into it and we figured it out as best as we could. And I, I actually in the movie theater this past week when I saw Jurassic Park, I, I paid a lot of attention. And there is actually a bit where you can see that goat when they first put it out next to the goat. You can see it drop off. You actually can, and I swear – it's not something I actually paid attention to before, but you can see it drop off. And we know when Hammond's talking to Gennaro in the beginning that he's like, yes, we have the moats in place and the, you know all that stuff. So he's already talking about moats. That's what that is. That's a giant moat in place to keep the dinosaurs away from those fences. And um, as far as its placement, it, yeah, it's a little odd, but I guess the Rex would have had to come all the way from the left to to get that goat and then to somehow cross over the fence. But yeah, it doesn't exactly work. It doesn't exactly make a ton of sense, but we can see that cliff there. I don't know. What's your thought?
0: Well, let's think here. When you go to a zoo and you see tigers and stuff, they do have a giant moat. Mm -hmm. But the moat's not like inside their enclosure. It's... Um... Blocking them from getting to you, and the t rex's um instance it's inside his closure, which is kind of odd mm-hmm. and really it's a really large moat like you can't really see across from it, so I don't understand why it's there, but I could see the fact of a protective measure somehow, but then the, I could see him and putting the goat up front because he wants people to see the t rex so I can kind of see both sides maybe. The insurance people were like, you need a moat. So he's like, fine, I'll put it over here, but I'm going to keep my goat over here so the T-Rex comes close to the people because that's what he wants. And he's Mm -hmm. like, they won't know that I'm going to keep the goat close here, but I'll put their moat in for their insurance purposes. So maybe it was a mix of that. And, yeah, I I do think that the goat was on the edge kind of of the moat. I believe they're pretty close, so I'm on Mm -hmm. on your train with that. And – as the movie progresses i feel like they move a little bit like they're not in the same place in front of the goat like they're back further so that would make sense i could see that
1: yeah it's it just like
0: down a little
1: bit it is very tough because i think the goat is all the way uh, on the left and yeah. the rex obviously comes through in the middle somewhere so i don't know how it got from the left to the middle if that moat was right there you know maybe maybe since the fence was down it used its legs to span some sort of gap. I I don't know. There's I don't think there's a, a clean answer for it. But um, I like to kind of think that there's maybe a little land bridge that it could kind of walk over to get to the fence oh, and get through.
0: I, I don't understand why they built such a big moat right inside his enclosure. And mm-hmm. It doesn't really make any sense. Like it's not no it's not like a big moat and then land. It's just like a giant
1: yeah. hole. In the no ground. other it's you like can't the see the other candy. side. It's just huge. No, it's just a no.
0: hole. So maybe so maybe that wasn't even part of his enclosure then. Maybe his enclosure ended where the cliff drop was.
1: But that means like that, that entire fence show. line is is for show. Like yeah, there's yeah. nothing there but maybe. who knows? I uh, it's it's another one of those things that you just kinda have to live with look past and be okay with it.
0: Maybe. Okay. Here's a thought. Maybe, maybe that's true. Maybe they kept that moat because like I said, Hammond wants to keep the dinosaurs up front so people could see them. So they closed off. Like it looks like he has a big enclosure, but maybe the T-Rex really had a small enclosure. Maybe it was Mm -hmm. just that little area. Maybe they didn't think through that. The T-Rex needs a big enclosure. They just made it look big, but they kept him in that small area so that people will see him every time they go by.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right there. Um, (laughs) that that's kind of sad to think about. I know you you get this small area here to live and you have to eat, you know, off this little plate that we put out for you and that's it. That's your only area.
0: (laughs) I don't see it that being too far fetched.
1: No, it really isn't probably.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I know we, I talked about this on my last episode, uh, episode 59 and uh, about how the park was built and stuff. and, And we know they just didn't do it right. So, that's another aspect of them not preparing correctly. Yeah. Um, I have another one here winding down for the last few. This is uh, a theory from Mateus, um on Twitter. He says, when Billy and Alan are talking about the InGen list uh, of species created, I presume, says, and, sorry, I'm trying to read this quote here, and it makes you think what else they were up to. Um, then they look at the, the Kirby's and then they thought that the Kirby's were some kind of InGen agents. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, um, um but no, I, here, this is me responding now. Um, so he's basically saying that, you know, Billy and Alan are talking about that list that we were talking about with the Spinosaurus before. And if the Kirby's are some sort of agents, I, I don't, I don't believe that. No, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think they're capable no. of that. <laughs>
1: That's the that's no. the perfect. They're not capable of that. No. We 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 can see that they're bumbling idiots. Like they just don't know what's going on in in the world. Really, they're just so out of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. It, so I think that's a fairly easy response. Is no, they're not. They're not some sort of uh, spies or or anything like that. But I think there is more to that list than we know. Let's see. The last two here are from Instagram. Uh, this one comes from Roberto2032. He says, how did Owen get the Indominus meat for the raptors of smell? Well, this is actually a pretty answered question. Um, do you want to take this one? Do you know this
0: one? Um, it's the one that they he ripped out his tracker with, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty explanatory. Just Pay attention to that one scene when the ACU go out um, to find the Indominus, and they they do find it, but they also find the tracker on the ground, which has a, a bit of skin and and meat, um, and then he you know he f- he lets the raptor smell later on. So there there's and your answer right there.
0: The one that he lets the raptor smell, it still has the tracker in it, right?
1: Yeah, I believe so.
0: Yeah, so it's like the same prop.
1: He just has it like covered over with like a towel or something and he, he you know, covers it and lets them smell (laughs) it. it. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently that hid the smell, so they didn't know it was there. (laughs) Uh, But the last one we have here uh, is from T. Wilk 01, and he says, where can I get that Hawaiian shirt Dennis Nedry is wearing? (laughs) (laughs) I I kind of have an answer for you. There's a real good like mock shirt at Target. It's very close. <laughs> it's very, very close. I love close. that you know this. I know. I've, I've looked at it several times. I, I had the conversation with Nate from Jurassic June who just bought the shirt. So uh, we were talking about how much it looks like the Dennis Nedry shirt. And uh, it's it's true. It's there. Go to Target, Oh,
0: that's, that's awesome. <laughs> so it's
1: awesome. that was a real, like, long-winded episode of us not answering any questions, really. I mean, we, we, Um, we got a few, but
0: we did get a few of the easy ones.
1: Yeah. But there's, there's so many unanswered questions and things that we might not get to, to realize ever in this series. So hopefully, like you said, they have some time to maybe cover their tracks, but I don't know. We'll see. I
0: don't know. I hope they take the time to at least some of the tracks. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, it's, it's it's very easy just to do it, and all they need to do is expand the universe, create more materials, do things like like they did with the Mizrani website and different things like that, and the the backdoor website. Those things actually do explain a lot, but uh, we need them considered canon. We need somebody to actually tell us that. So hopefully they yeah. they do that sometime and and you know follow this suit of of Star Wars and say. Look, we're erasing all this other stuff, but this everything you see here on this list is canon, and uh, that would be great.
0: Yeah, and you know what? The way that they sp- sprinkled Jurassic World with um, like retrospective stuff like memory things and mm-hmm. shout-outs and just little things, the way they sprinkled it in, it wasn't overbearing. It was just there. If they sprinkled in connections like that, that would be perfect. It they would be full out on it <laughs> but the way that they sprinkled it in in jurassic world was the perfect balance i think yeah so they, I could, think they right. could do that again just instead of mr dna put in um the mysteries that we were trying to figure
1: out <laughs> oh, just how about we just have a full movie of mr dna explaining all these things
0: oh my gosh that's a given oh man <laughs> can they fill in the blanks like that that
1: would be awesome it's in the, like they need like an app or something where you open it up it's a Mr. DNA app and you you use the the speaker or, or mic and you're like so Mr. DNA where did the Spinosaurus go and he's like well let me tell you he went <laughs> oh to God. this place and he just Please. Like,
0: <laughs> no you know what it's going to make you go out like Pokemon Go you have to go out to oh, different man. locations and he'll tell you different facts
1: I like color. it How do we yeah. do this how do we it needs get
0: this to made? It needs to happen. Was it Mr. DNA Go? Is that what it's gonna be called? <laughs> Mr. Jurassic DNA go? go.
1: We absolutely need that app. Please, <laughs> please make this app. <laughs> yeah. Credit us. We came or you know Jen came up with it there, oh. but you I'll gotta credit me too. It. Come I'll on. Please. It. I'll take I'll take some credit, right? You can I like have Mr. These. DNA.
0: We'll go have these.
1: <laughs> Alright, well thank you for being here. Why don't you let people know uh yet again where they can find you?
0: Um, you can find me at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89 and also at the Bryce Dallas Howard Network at BDH Network.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Always
0: fun. Are you hearing this?
1: Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast and, of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to com and help us build a great community.
0: Anybody hear that?
1: Thanks for listening to the 60th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Thank you so much to Jen for joining me this week. It's always exciting and fun to talk Jurassic with Jen. Don't forget to check out the show notes to find links to her work with BDH Network and her Twitter. Don't forget about our awesome announcement. We need you to send us a video of you talking about how much you love the Jurassic Park toy line. We're going to send it to Mattel, so make sure it's good don't miss the article posted on our website jurassicparkpodcast.com pertaining to the topic from last week's episode the article points out the good and the bad of running the original jurassic park as a theme park comment on the post and let us know what you think if you want to interact with us we do most of our work over on twitter at jurassic park pod we're also on facebook at facebook.com slash jurassic park podcast and our instagram handle is at jurassic park podcast you can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, segment ideas, top fives, or comments to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732 732- 8257763 thanks for listening and enjoy
0: five minutes drop what you're doing and leave now